I'm Amy Mongeta, and this is Conversations with an Email Guru, a podcast dedicated to helping startups grow their businesses through best-in-class email marketing. Every single week, I'll be talking to you about email strategies and best practices to help you understand, develop, and exhaust your email channel to reach more customers. You can do this, and I'm here to show you how. Let's get started. Welcome back to Conversations with an Email Guru, episode 44. We've spent a ton of time collecting new customers over the holidays, so the question remains, how do we turn those holiday shoppers into lifelong customers? To help generate some effective ideas, I sat down with Susan Meese, a digital marketer with a deep background in community management who loves analytics, a measurable goal, and testing new methods of reaching people. As a freelancer, her most recent experience is in healthcare, consumer products, early education, and financial services, working primarily on customer success and community initiatives. Susan is also the co-founder of the Freelance Collective Co-Conspirators Agency. It's really a great conversation with Susan and I because she reminds us just how important it is to focus our time on our customers regardless. And so now that we've gotten new customers, why not start the new year off right? So let's jump into the podcast with Susan now. Hey, Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Amy. How's your 2022 going so far? Oh, well, I don't know if everyone else is going through this as well, but I feel like everyone's coming in hot with some like right back at it energy this year. So there's been lots of meetings and lots of deliverables, but I think that's actually a good thing because it kind of sets up the rest of the year. It feels like there's going to be a lot of work and a lot of stuff to get done. So better than the alternative, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Lots of products to sell, Mm -hmm. lots of things to do. Well, it is so, so great to have you today. Most of our listeners have collected a ton of new email addresses and customers this holiday season, which is the best news ever. Mm -hmm. But we typically (laughs) find that those customers can be a bit seasonal and one time. And so we're excited to pick your brain today to understand how to create a community that customers want to be an advocate in versus that one-time seller. Great. So to get started, when you think of a first-time customer, what types of tactics should sort of be in place to build that LTV or retention? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think a lot of folks get really focused on making that purchase and getting that sale out there. And so they're often a little short-sighted about all of the additional foundational work that goes into actually like building a relationship with someone and keeping them kind of in the fold. And especially as when we're in thinking about e-commerce or products, it is very transactional. But really, when you think about just as a human, anytime that you feel loyalty to something or you kind of come back to something, it's usually based on relationships. And so Mm -hmm. you can't always just be pushing your own messaging or your own promotion or coupon or what have you out to folks. You have to really think about what are their needs? What are they looking for? What are their motivations? And how do you help them do more of what's important to them? Not just buy your product, but whatever the reason they came to you in the first place. If you're selling a service, they're coming to you because they need that service, not just because you sent them a coupon code. And there are probably underlying things that you can get at by offering them additional resources. So I think it's really important to put things in place before you make a sale so that you don't come to this place where you're like, oh no, we have all of these people and what do we do with them now? 
though I do have some tips on that as well. <laughs> but if possible, getting things in place so that you have regular communications, you're staying top of mind, you have nurturing sequences in place so that folks aren't just sort of one and done, that you're giving them the tools they need to deepen the relationship with your brand or with your product so that they do come back. I also think it's really important to think through when we think about LTV, I think a lot of folks think just that getting more products in one order is the way to go. But really, every consumer is a little bit different. And you have to pay attention to what your consumer naturally does and not try to force them into a box that kind of makes sense for you. If you find that your customer likes small orders, but just all the time, go for that and try to get them to purchase more frequently rather than increasing the AOV. So I think it's really about responding more to what your customer is looking for rather than just what's important to you, if that makes sense. Yeah, you couldn't have started off any better, actually. I always feel like with email in particular, everybody is so focused on constantly like driving more people in, more Mm -hmm. people in, and then the customers just sit. They haven't done a special discount. There's no loyalty program in place. And so you're just like, wow, you've treated the folks that actually have bought from you so much worse than those Mm -hmm. that have never bought from you. And I find it to be so shocking a lot of times. So I really appreciate you bringing up the point about relationship because it's just so important. Yeah. I mean, we all know those brands. I'm not going to name them, but we all know those (laughs) brands where you never buy anything full price. You just are constantly waiting for a coupon and you don't want to train your customers that your only value is in coupons, that you want to give them the actual value of resources, of education, of engagement, so that it's not just them waiting for the next 20% off and you've trained them to do that. I think it's easy to get into that flow, especially with e-commerce, where you can end up just being, that's the only engagement you have with people is sending them a coupon or a discount. But you Mm -hmm. really want to think about, that's not necessarily the relationship you want to build with someone is just a what's in it for me. You want to really think about how to deepen and nurture that connection that you have with them. Yeah. So I guess just as a segue to that point, because I know in particular, there's quite a few e-commerce clients that are now kind of migrating away from Amazon, trying to Mm -hmm. build their own, write their own databases on their own stores. But Amazon brings that discount culture. The holidays bring that discount culture. And Mm -hmm. so do you have any sort of tips where now that we're in a new year and we're just shortly off of the holidays where we could like immerse a customer into a non-discount environment where we can, Mm -hmm. again, get them to repurchase and interact with us? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways around that too. So I think a lot of people believe that community only exists when you build an actual platform for it. Like you have to have something, a walled garden, essentially that someone has to sign into and that you're keeping folks out of also. But I think that's a little bit short-sighted around what happens when you actually build a community. I like to really think about where folks actually already are. So whether it's your social media or you have, like you mentioned, an email list, people on your site, all of these places are opportunities to engage folks. And so I think starting out, really giving them, thinking about the goals of any content that you're putting out there and making sure that you do have pieces of content that aren't specifically focused on trying to drive sales. So I really like asking questions, putting out a poll, asking questions, showing that you're interested in hearing what your customer has to say and what their perspective is, and then following through on it. If you put out a question and then never do anything with it, it's it's almost worse than not asking, honestly. But try to repurpose that into content. I really like on a lot of social channels, you can do polls. And so asking a poll and then resurfacing the answers back 
it isn't exactly one-to-one conversation, but you're asking for an opinion and then you're telling people what you heard. And I think that just reinforces the idea that you're not just an observer brand, that you're a listener brand and that you want to engage with people. Building on that, there's a lot of opportunity as well to sort of ask for feedback. And I think this is one thing that we overlook a lot as a product is that you're constantly thinking about pushing out your product. But one thing you can do, especially with folks that maybe are new to your brand, have just signed up because of a discount, is actually having... It might be automated, but I think you can make it automated in a way that doesn't feel robotic. (laughs) An automated nurturing flow that asks them, hey, it's been 14 days, it's been 30 days, whatever the right period of time is for your product. How is it going? What do you think? What could we have done better? Are you excited about it? Can you refer someone? There's a lot you can do with that just by actually asking the people what they think about your product and not just assuming that everything went well. I also think that reinforces that you're building a relationship with someone because you're actually asking them what they think, not just selling something to them. Yeah. And it goes again, back to the point of like, just putting a little bit more TLC into the folks that have just invested in your brand Mm -hmm. instead of just leaving them there for the next email campaign that might promote a discount again. So Mm -hmm. yeah, really good point for sure. Yeah. I also think it sounds really silly to say it like this, but If you think about as a human, any of your relationships, not everyone's going to be your best friend, but you can have lots of friends, lots of acquaintances, lots of colleagues. And the same is true of a brand. You might have your super users who are your best friends and you have a different relationship with them than you have with folks who maybe you just know casually, but it doesn't mean that you treat those folks that you know casually badly. (laughs) It doesn't mean you you only ask them to help you move, right? You still send them links that they might like and things like that. And I think the same is true as a brand that you want to think about the different tiers of your customers and what might mean the most to them. Maybe you give a special item or discount or what have you to your best friends, but it doesn't mean that you disregard everyone else. Right. I'm so glad you said that. I feel like every listener will be like, okay, I get it now. And I need to just take a little bit of time to make the lead and the customer strategy just a little bit different. I mean, we've all had that friend, right? That only asks you for help and never gives anything back. You don't want to be that friend. We don't want to be that friend. Absolutely not. So from an e-commerce perspective, what would you say are the key components of building a community and then how does somebody kind of get started? What are some of the low-hanging fruit to like mm-hmm. build a community? Yeah. So kind of going back to what I mentioned before, I think a lot of folks can get started in ways they haven't, they aren't really thinking about as community. And I do see social email and site as really easy ways to start building a community around the folks that are interested in you. I think another kind of miscommunication around community is that following does not equal community. And so you can build a big following with your content on social or with email, but that doesn't mean that those folks are actually engaged. And I said, I think thinking about how to quantify the engaged members of your followers and try to build more engagement. So going back to what we were saying before, asking questions, giving feedback, I think also it's important to run specific campaigns that are community-based. Again, we have our promotion campaigns, our new product campaigns, Mm -hmm. discounts, all of that. In the same vein, having campaigns that are really specifically focused on engagement or even content creation by the community with the goal not of purchases, but just literally of engagement or of referrals or what have you, I think it's important to remember that those are valid and valuable as a foundation, especially for e-commerce. You just kind of end up in this 
kind of hamster wheel of like, <laughs> what's the next thing we're doing to get more purchases? And building a community takes a little bit of onus off of constantly having to push people to make a purchase because you're building that long-term loyalty. And loyalty comes from, like we've said, relationships and meaningful interactions, not just discount codes. So I think thinking about the channels you've already got in place and how you can work in some additional engagement campaigns, like I said, it doesn't mean creating a whole separate platform or if you're not on Instagram and Instagram doesn't make sense, don't join Instagram just to build a community. Figure right. out where your customers are, where you're already active, and how to engage those folks where they are rather than trying to build a thing and push them towards it. I feel so great to hear you say this because just the other day I had a client that was so upset by my recommendation to leverage a few of their emails for the month to drive to their Instagram live. Mm. They have such a wonderful value-oriented Instagram live. And I said, well, why not invite some of your email list to go there? Mm -hmm. But she was so very focused on the fact that there was going to be less sales because of it. And what happened was, is we finally did do that sort of thing. And you can see the cascading effect of just more people sharing the email with their friends, right? They're excited about the Instagram live. They were invited. Mm -hmm. Now they're sharing it with their friends. And there's more site traffic in that to our period and purchases just from a non-purchasing email of inviting them to a community event or about. So I think that's really important to remember that we don't always have to use our email real estate for promotions. And that is mm -hmm. just what constantly we have in our brains to do. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's really easy to get caught in that when you think about average order value and LTV yeah. and things like that. But when you think about what makes a truly successful brand or product truly successful? It's not because they figured out how to sell the most cans of soda or what have you. It's like they built a following and they have people that identify with their brand and they build that loyalty because of long-term engagement, not just because they're constantly sending them emails. And I do think email is really important because you want to stay in front of the customer and you want to stay top of mind. So thinking about newsletters in addition to just promotional emails and how does your nurturing help them go deeper into the funnel rather than just are they buying or not, but more thinking about how do you get them to be more ingrained in the brand. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, well, as we wrap up, one of my favorite ways to end is sort of just your expert to-do list. If a listener was going to get your five top to-do items on how they might be able to really get these holiday shoppers they just gathered to make them long-term customers and just check these off their list? What sort of to-dos do you have for them today? Sure. So like I said before, I think setting things up in advance is great. Obviously, we're a little late in the game for that for this holiday season. So just thinking through that for next year, set things up in advance. For this year, I would say don't wait. Get an email out to them immediately, even if you're not pushing them to something. This is a great opportunity to say thank you for the purchase, to yeah reinforce that you appreciated that they were part of your holiday season. We all know how it is during the holidays when you're just like buying everything and then you get all those confirmations and things just sort of like leave your brain. So this is a great time actually to resurface to them and say, hey, we hope the rest of your holidays went well. Thank you so much for being a part of our customer base. We value you. If you have a chance to tell them to follow you on social or something like that, this is a great opportunity. I think also putting those nurturing campaigns in place, even if you didn't have them in place before, adding them now so that you can encourage them to reorder if it's a reorder situation, to introduce them to new products, that sort of thing. 
There's also the possibility, I think, of introducing sort of a short-term discount. So especially for your newest customers of saying, hey, we're so excited to see you for the first time. Here's 10% off, but it's only good for the next 30 days. Those are some things that you can try as well. We mentioned earlier asking for feedback. I think this is really incorporating that at this point to say, how did it go? What do you think? And the thing that's key on feedback also is while you can automate the first email, if they reply, you have to make sure that someone is monitoring those replies. Because if you ask for feedback and someone replies and never gets an answer, (laughs) that is very bad. Don't do that. I also am just going to plug right now the idea of loyalty programs because this is a great opportunity, I think, especially for new customers. Maybe they don't even know you had a loyalty program or maybe you're just launching it, but bringing them in that way. And I'm just going to add, I know you said five, but I'm going to add a six. That's okay. Which is, um, I always like to just level set expectations. And it's important for us to remember that not everyone is going to be a repeat customer. Yeah. So really put your efforts on the folks that you think will be repeat customers or add in a lower level nurturing for folks that haven't purchased after six months or things like that. But the goal is not 100% repeat purchasers. There's just going to be folks that come by, maybe that aren't on the right fit. All of that's totally fine. So I think it's important to remember as we try to engage our customer base that you're not trying to be everything to everyone. You're trying to find the people that really are a good fit for your brand. Yes. And definitely take care of those best friends in your Mm -hmm. database. Right. Exactly. Just like you would in real life, text them, but not too much. Keep them close. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Well, thank you, Susan, for taking the time to chat today. You have provided a ton of great tips. I think this is like a really good episode to have right in the beginning of the year to get everybody's foundation set and their customers taken care of. So where can listeners get in contact with you? Sure. Well, thank you for having me, Amy. I really love talking about this stuff, especially not in the context of an actual project. It's fun to just talk about (laughs) what's the best way to handle this. My website is very creative. It is SusanMeese.com. It's my first name and last name, S-U-S-A-N-M as in Michael, E-E-S.com. And my email address, even more creative, is Susan at SusanMeese.com. So (laughs) I'm super hard to find. I like to put it all out there. I am a digital marketing freelancer myself, but I also have started a freelance collective in the last year with women freelancers who are looking for work. So I have an additional kind of collection of resources to bring if I'm not the right fit because not every marketer is the same as we know. Awesome. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much, Susan. It has been great chatting with you. Thanks so much, Amy. Have a good rest of your day. And thanks, everybody. Wow. You know what? Every time I sit down with an expert, I'm always blown away just on the reminders that we get. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but really focusing on the customer side of things is a whole different strategy. And we can have so many different programs in place, just as foundational elements that can continue to help us do this sort of nurturing ahead of the game, not worrying about when we get a new customer for the holidays, for instance, what do we do? So things like new customer welcomes, where we welcome them, introduce them to our loyalty program, have them connect with us on social, all of those foundational programs post-purchase flows are so important. And the other thing that Susan mentioned that really stuck with me was about asking for feedback. A lot of times we're so timid to ask for feedback. We either don't want to use the email real estate for it, or we feel like we're asking too much. But the truth of the matter is, is that 
A, you look like you care a little bit more by asking for feedback. And also, your customers want to give it to you. So if you do anything this week, sit down and try to think about how you can really, really make a customer program that you're proud of and create this community that Susan talked about. You already have so many of the pieces right there where you need them. Any questions, please send them my way at conversations at emailgrowthsociety.com. And until next time, happy emailing, everyone. 